He always seems to get involved, doesn't he? I'm telling you, too many coconuts have hit him right on top of the skull. Well, I think uh, Anthony will be a great acquisition. He can do it all. Avery, whose show is this? We're live. Welcome, everybody, to your middle day of the week. Uh, this is going to get confusing. I'm Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Anthony Irwin. I'm joined, as always, here. Well, not as always. This is a new one. Yes. Um, this is a rare midweek episode of The Hook Live. This is supposed to be a live Anthony Irwin show on Spaces, but right. Elon Musk has gone out of his way to torch the entirety of everything that matters on there, so... We're here. Maybe we just um, call it a. I think we still call it a, a Anthony Irwin show. You want me to? I can. Yeah, change let's it. let's change we'll it. Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm All just right. I'm just a. There you go. <laughs> I, I'm just hanging out as a as a guest here. You're you are a captain you're, in the ship. You're you're a guest on on the Anthony Irwin show. All right, fine. Yeah. Welcome everybody to the Anthony Irwin show. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today, <laughs> then, we don't, then we don't have to lie about how much Wednesdays suck. <laughs> And by the way, I'm, know, I'm already onto this because I'm going to the game tonight. So I do think I do think Wednesdays are a little underrated. I mm. do think like Wednesdays, like you know, once Wednesday is over, mm-hmm. you're on the back half of the work week. Hence Hump Day, yeah, yeah. So like I think I think in terms of my favorite, uh, in terms of my favorite things like days of the week, mm-hmm. I would say Friday, Saturday, obviously my favorites. And I might put Wednesday before Sunday because Sunday. What about, I spend the what about Thursday? You do, um, you get the Sunday scaries. You like you like Wednesday more than Sunday and yeah, Friday I, more I than hate, Sunday because like all day Sunday I'm thinking about you get to watch your Vikings win and fret about why the fact that they're a million and one and not very good like. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's fun, right? It's, it's been so much fun. It's it's so much fun to know that my team is fraudulent. Um, so, all right, let's get down to what we're actually going to talk about here today. There's a zillion things going on all at the same time. And um, I called you. We spoke on the phone late last night while I was waiting for God of War to download. Yes. And um, I'm not so, going to go. So far, so the, good, by the way. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I enjoy okay. it. It's all right. Okay, good. Um, looks incredible. The graphics are just unbelievable. Controls are a little rudimentary, but. But you know that with a God of War game. Like, God of War, the entirety of God of War has basically just been, like, smashing the swing my knife button just forever. (laughs) (laughs) And then occasionally to, like, have some cutscene that you have to, like, time the buttons or whatever that looks incredible. But for the most part, it's mostly just like, wow, 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 wow. Um, Also relevant because uh, I don't know if it's an actual commercial, but at least on on, um, the wasteland that is the Twitter timeline, there's the... uh, the commercial well i guess it's a commercial for uh ad promotional item with him mm-hmm. and and brawny for the new game have you seen it no yeah so yeah. him and him and uh him and brawny are doing do a uh commercial for it and he's in the full like i think he, it's a vest he's like in a full like fur vest with a with what looks like a hatchet i guess would be how i would yeah. describe it um, yeah, yeah he, doing doing a God of War, whatever. What is this one called? Whatever this one is called, uh, promo. Ragnarok, I think. Um, yeah, isn't that the isn't that the uh, the Marvel movie? Thor isn't Thor. Well, Ragnarok? I mean, it's it's all is that the same it's thing? on 
it's all this like Vikings. Oh god, um, okay. Mythology stuff. All right. You know? I've never played God of War. I, the last I think I've said this on on our show before. The last time I played a video game was uh, I was so into uh, Red Dead Redemption Two, and we you, we actually you and I talked about this on Twitter. Red Dead Redemption Two that I brought my PlayStation Four because it was what I had at the time and still is the only thing I have on mm -hmm. a Lakers trip to. Uh, Orlando, Miami, and then Cleveland, uh, LeBron's first year in LA. It didn't make it out. The, it did not make it out of the bag until we got to Cleveland. Uh. <laughs> Infer with that what you will about the, the three cities involved. Um, but yeah, I played in the hotel in Cleveland. So that, but that was the last video game I played. Although I heard, um, I've heard all the Gods of War games are really good and fun. So maybe I will. Yeah. Yeah. Does it's, it exist a, it's a long standing. Yeah, I mean the that's new one. Is it, all, it, is it, it on started PS4? back in like PS? No, 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 the new one. Days. The no, the new one. I don't know is about on... that. Oh, okay. I don't know about that. Um. All right. So you always do this. You know, as soon as I, 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 you know what we're gonna talk about. You know, like you know, like the Lakers are bad, and it's just like, hey, let's talk about something else. And you know, mm -hmm. I'm going to talk about those things because mm -hmm. I have ADHD and I can't help mm -hmm. myself. Um. Look at this shiny but, thing over here. But we are actually going to look away from the shiny thing and talk about the the Lakers as they stand right now. They're two and eight. They um, are probably going to be two and nine after tonight, and uh, they are still waiting to make a Russell Westbrook trade. Um, we spoke on the phone last night, and the premise yes. of that conversation I will give to people. I will not give the specifics of the conversation, obviously, but the premise of the conversation were three bits of uh information that all hit the um interwebs at roughly the same time mm -hmm. one was the shams karania report that the lakers are remaining prudent and that they are not and that they are going a step further in that prudency and are not potentially going to include any of their picks so long as the season continues like this um the next bit of reporting came from Howard Beck and uh, Chris Mannix on the crossover pod when Howard Beck said that there is apparently a mystery superstar that the Lakers are waiting for. So why? And, and he went so far as to say that the Lakers aren't going to do the Pacers deal um, because they are waiting for this mystery superstar. And then after that, Eric Pincus wrote his uh, column, his latest column, in which he wondered whether the Lakers are waiting for, you know, he, he wondered aloud whether the Lakers are waiting for everything to fall apart in Brooklyn so that they can look into what it would take to uh, possibly land uh, Kevin Durant. And and uh, his premise there was that Ben Simmons', ben Simmons contract is so uh, toxic at this point because he just does not look anything like the Ben Simmons we saw um, previously in Philadelphia before his wiring came loose, apparently. Um, the Lakers could potentially offer, I think it was Russ, uh, Kendrick Nunn, and Patrick Beverly for Kevin Durant and Ben Simmons' uh, contracts. Uh, the Lakers would be sending those two picks over there, too. So that was the information. And all of it, the way that it flowed, as always, kind of struck me as interesting so you and I talked last night about uh, these these mis the, the the concept of this mystery uh, superstar that the Lakers are looking at. 
the fact that the Lakers still seem reticent to move two picks for Buddy Heald and Miles Turner, and not to seem, they literally are reticent to move them for those two players, uh, because if they weren't, they would have made that trade already. It's still sitting there on the table. Um, so yeah, I, I just want to talk about all of that. I want to talk about the notion of con- remaining patient while the room around them uh, is lit aflame. And I want to talk about how the impact that waiting will have, not potentially, but is already starting to have on LeBron James and Anthony Davis. So where do you want to start with all of that? Or do you want to keep talking about God of War? <laughs> I talk about how, how delicious unnamed cognac is. Um, <laughs> so I have, so I have, I haven't listened to, uh, I, and that is one that's generally in the rotation. The, um, the crossover. crossover. Yeah. It's one that's generally in the rotation for me. I have not heard it yet. I've seen the, the, um, the quotes from it, but I have not heard it yet. Um, so I do want to listen to it to kind of see if there's any more context there. Um, but it's my understanding that Howard, who covered the Lakers for a long time and is well sourced around the league, um, it's he doesn't mention anybody, right? He says he he's, he tells uh, Mannix that he'll tell him off the air who the name is that he has in mind. Um, so I'm going to kind of do the same. You and I talked about this last night. I do. If that were the case, I do have an idea of who that might be. Obviously, I can't talk about it because they play for the, Yeah, he plays for another team and nobody nobody I have like visions of Magic Johnson still ringing around and, and emails like, after that ringing around in my head about tampering yeah. fines. So the, the winking thing, the, the the most expensive wink in the history of winking. So I'm going to stay away. I'm going to stay away from I'm not that. Sure but I do that, actually, I'm not sure that's true cuz I'm sure somebody has winked. The most expensive like, wink? No, probably not. Yeah, because like there's probably somebody who like winked back when winking meant more. Now like winking is more like ironic, right? But back when winking meant more, somebody like in the Wild West, I picture winking across the 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 room, and like when leading it meant to a duel to, or something. Yeah, leading to a duel and that person dying. Like that would probably <laughs> be the most expensive wink in the history of eyes. <laughs> um, so let's let I, I think let's talk about the the I don't know I think it was. Maybe it was the last thing that you mentioned um, about how costly it might be to to wait um, to to trade rust. And I've said from the beginning of this, I mean, look, you and I've had this conversation before. I advocated before it happened. I advocated against the rust trade. And he has been much better coming off the bench, but it has failed in predictable ways. Um, and so I, so I'm, I'm prefacing my comments by saying that, but saying I was not somebody that was in favor of this to begin with. And, um, it has not worked in ways that I thought it wouldn't work. I thought there were ways it could work, but I did not expect it to. And it hasn't. Um, and I, and this roster, the construction of this roster makes more sense, um, is more balanced with a trade uh with Russ traded and he has been better off the bench it hasn't been good enough it it has not been good enough to to meaningfully impact winning but he has been better however i think this is a i don't think it is is 
the way that I mean, you you feel this way, and I think it's a reasonable position. I just disagree with it. I don't think it is an open and shut case that this period of time and the Lakers starting two and eight makes it more necessary to execute a trade, some trade, and get these dudes some help. They need some help. The guys need help, right? Like the roster mm-hmm. is it just plainly isn't good enough. The team is just they're just plain bad. Like it's not like, yes, they can't shoot. Yes, there's stuff here and there. They compete hard on defense for the most part. They've let the rope go in that regard a little bit here recently. Could that be because they feel like, you know, it's harder to play defense. It's easier to play offense. But when the offense doesn't come and the wins don't come, it is hard to stay committed defensively. Is that why this defense has slipped? Maybe. But, and so, yeah, I mean, the team is just bad. They're just plain bad. Not good enough. But I don't know... Part of part of the the twenty the twenty game thing, right? Which was seeing what you have with Russ, seeing if Russ, if you can get anything out of Russ, seeing if LeBron and AD can be healthy, and seeing how good or not good the team is and what the team needs in a in said trade. And I don't think it is unreasonable to say that the team has been bad enough that I don't know that there's anything out there that helps enough to make it worthwhile. Is there something that can get the Lakers from, I don't know, I think the Lakers are currently 14th. I think Houston is the only team in the West with the worst record. Is there something that can get the Lakers from 14th to 10th or 14th to 7th? Maybe. Is there something, in my opinion, that can get the Lakers from 14th to, you know, in the conversation with the Warriors and Phoenix and Denver and uh, the Clippers, who also largely have sucked other than Phoenix? No, I don't think there is. And so... I, I, it doesn't feel as like ridiculous as it seems to quote unquote punt on another LeBron or not another to punt on a LeBron James season when he is 30 going to about to be 38 years old. I understand like why fans feel the way that they do, but the reality is this team might just be not good enough that it matters that there's any trade that matters enough or helps enough to, for any kind of relevancy. And I'm, I understand the hesitancy and frankly, I agree with the hesitancy to like, is there some uh, to not trade two picks to go from 14th to 10th? Okay. All right. A lot to unpack there. Yes. One, I disagree that giving LeBron and AD two of the better role players than they, that they've had um, since they got here would take them merely from like 14th to 10th. That that I I, I kind of disagree with. I think okay. I think Turner, like if Turner is the one that we're talking about here and healed, because that's the most kind of pervasive trade idea out there, and I think it's the most productive one too. Like there's the Utah one that could I guess get you like Malik Beasley, and it could maybe get you like Jared. Let me, well, hold on. Let me let me also say this, um, because. We, we hear we hear the most. I, I can't name the guys, but we hear the most about the Indiana deal. However, between like management and coaching staff, etc., there isn't at least from the people I talk to, there isn't um, there isn't consensus on which deal is preferred. Um, there are there are there are champions of there are people in favor of. The Indiana deal, the 
a Charlotte deal and a Utah deal. So there is not like consensus about which one everybody likes the best. Yeah, I wouldn't imagine there would be because otherwise that trade would have been done. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's be clear here. I'm not saying that there isn't consensus on do a deal or don't do a deal, right? Because there could be a consensus on which one somebody like everybody likes best, but still maybe don't like it enough to actually do it. I'm saying there isn't consensus on which deal everybody even likes the best. Yeah, I guess I guess it's hard for me to believe that there isn't consensus that a deal is necessary, seeing as they're sitting at two and eight. Like anybody who doesn't think that a deal is necessary right now, I don't know necessarily if they're paying attention, or if they're or if they're no, no, interested. No, hold or, on, or, I know a deal is necessary. Or, I told you the team's not good enough. Plainly, well, sure, but, but I'm but saying that doesn't mean like, that it's that doesn't mean that it's worth it for both draft picks. Well, sure, I, I guess I. Well, here's the thing. All right. Um, I keep on hearing about how important how how important these two draft picks are. They're the last draft picks that the Lakers have in their stash for the Cur rest of of, currently, yes. of the uh, of the decade, I guess. And that doesn't mean, however, that like they have they technically have access to their pick this year. They will have access to it on draft night. They just can't. They can't they, trade they, it no, right no, no. now. They have. They have. They have their. They have access to a pick, not necessarily their pick. Okay, so it'll probably be the New Orleans pick. Seems likely <laughs> on 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 draft this night, point, but they seems likely they have a pick that yes. night, right? So this yeah. notion that they only have they only have two picks for the remainder of the decade is a kind of disingenuous. One, they only and have then two, two picks that they were able to trade currently. And two, and and I've pointed this out a couple times. If they make this trade and it doesn't work out, you can always eventually trade. You can blow it up, and you can trade Anthony Davis, and you can trade Miles Turner, and you, you'll be able to trade Buddy Heald's expiring next year. And and come time for it, if he wants out, you can even trade LeBron James. He'll put, you know, if, if, it comes to, if it comes time for them to blow it up, you can always create new picks. Like this notion that, that once they trade away these picks, there is no... Uh, refilling the cupboard after that, man, I, as somebody who enjoys the food that comes out of my cupboard, I refill it often. This is a part of life. Go get that tikka masala from, from Trader Joe's. <laughs> you can yeah, go right oh, back to man, it. I, they need to, they need to build a Trader Joe's up where I live. The closest one to me is like 20, 30 minutes away and it's in the city and it's too far. It's just too far. Um, so that is that is a that is a good argument um, that I hadn't really thought a lot about until recently. But that, I think that is a decent argument in favor of um, you know trading being more willing to trade picks. Um, so for but for me, it is not that those are the only picks available. Those are the only picks available now that you mm -hmm. can trade. Sure. And once you once you use them, you can't use them again. Um, so for me, it's not so much that those are the only picks for me, it is, you only get one chance to use them and is th what is available now, the best, the, uh, the opportunity cost, the best, the best usage of those two picks, the other part of it. And this is a thing that you mentioned that the Lakers will have another pick this year. Um, and frankly, this is in conjunction or could be in conjunction with the Lakers looking for another star 
once we get to draft night, the Lakers can mm-hmm. then trade that pick. So that yeah. takes it from two picks to three picks that are available in trade. Um, and, and which, which they be, don't, which be, they don't have now. To be fair to the point that you're making here, the jump from two picks, like the, the caliber of player you can get in return for two picks versus three picks is, is actually pretty significant. You know, it is, That's, it is, especially when, especially when the 27 and 29 picks, those are among like, if you think that those assets are out there on the market and they are theoretically yeah, for the right thing, real. right? They're out there. Yeah. Those are because teams do not have confidence that, I mean, look, the Lakers are bad now, but the Lake, but, but teams do not have confidence or have confidence that the Lakers are not going to be particularly good in 27 and 29 mm-hmm. when it would appear that LeBron is not going to be around and who knows about Anthony Davis those assets have are are very they are highly valued in the marketplace. Well, but so, isn't that part of isn't that part of my point though? And I'm going to make the case that it is part of my point. It's mm-hmm. that like this notion that the Lakers have to build for the future while they have LeBron James and while they have Anthony Davis is I I, I don't understand how sure. that is something that people are arguing. Like that but you is only, not, but you only but you only get to trade them once. You only get seen, to trade those picks once. We've seen the Lakers be now bad, like bad, bad, legitimately bad for two straight seasons while they have LeBron and Anthony Davis. We've seen mm-hmm. Le- we've seen Rob Polinka fail to put rosters around LeBron and Anthony Davis. What makes people think that once they have LeBron and Anthony Davis no longer in Lakers uniforms, that then all of a sudden these two picks in 2027 and 2029 are now going to be the difference between Rob being good at his job and not like, like right now, I, 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 I just don't see how this sure, is a front office but, that you can believe in without LeBron and Anthony Davis there. But, but let's, I'd rather but, try to win now while okay, they have but, Okay. Sure. But let's take, let's take, I could disagree with some points there, but let's not, let's, let's take what you just said as completely truthful, not truthful. You know, I don't think you're lying, but as correct as 100% correct. You still only get to trade them once. Mm-hmm. You only get to trade those two picks once, which, for reasons we have talked about, are highly valued throughout the league. So it is not just a question of do we or do we not trade them. It is do you trade them now for what is available now, or do you trade them for something else? Because you only get to trade them once. And are you sure that this is the best available option? This is the best thing that you can get? Or any any of the rumored packages that that you've heard, are you sure that's the best you can do with them? No, there is an opportunity cost to waiting, absolutely, because it may be too late. It may be too late already, but it may be too late in another however many games. Um, and, but then the question becomes: once it, if it gets if it gets late, who's it? Yogi Berra that said like it gets late early around here or something. I think that I think is one of his weird yogiisms. Um, maybe it gets late enough that it's not worth it anymore. I think that is a consideration that there definitely is a balance there. Well, but that, that was my point back in the summer <laughs> was that like, all right. And that was my point heading into the season was that, Hey, That's, and it's fair. If you wait 20 games 
by the time it's you know you decide all right we have enough information to actually make this trade the season could be over already and it's yeah, just and like, here we are but, and but you can, here we you are you're keep, right but here we are right but like you can keep kicking the the, the the can down the road eventually you're gonna have to actually make a decision here like eventually you're gonna have to actually you know and and look i know it it is kind of disingenuous of me to say like you know rob has to do his job because technically canvassing the league and being patient here is still technically doing his job. But at some point, you're going to have to put your name on the dotted line here and do what's best for the team. Like the, 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 this, this, this idea. And, and yeah, but look. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes, you're right. But except I would make, I would make a, a slight distinction. And you may say this is a distinction without a difference, but he has to do what's best for the organization, not, not only what's best for the team, because this is one team right now. He all he can't just or he shouldn't just think about only this team. Again, again, don't employ LeBron then. Don't employ Anthony Davis then. Like if if that's if that's the way he's viewing this, if he's sitting here saying that hey, we got it, we we have to keep an eye towards the future. It's like somebody in my mentions the other day was like, you know, holding on to that twenty twenty seven and twenty nine pick. Might be a smart thing to do. You just never know when you might be able to draft the next LeBron James. You have the current LeBron James. It's the <laughs> it's it's the Family Guy thing, right? It's like that pick could be anything. Could be a boat, <laughs> you know? Like, oh, what's behind door number or whatever? <laughs> this is just like <laughs> this is this is my favorite bit. A buddy of mine could be a goat. Bit. Like <laughs> the Lakers have the goat like, now, but they might draft a goat after. And, you, <laughs> you, and maybe you get this. Maybe you get this with. I I don't know. I don't I don't know Jed well enough. Maybe you get this with your wife. But we have like a a bit about like you know, your wife or your girlfriend, right? You take them out to eat and you, you know, we're out, we're out to dinner and you're like, we, why is it that we never go out? Like, why do we never do go out to eat? I'm like, what are we doing right now? <laughs> we never do any, we, we never go out. Yes, we do. We are out presently. Yeah. Uh, so uh, what, I don't, yes, I don't get that. You could have, often. you could have the next LeBron James. Well, you have LeBron James. That is fair. However, it is also fair. I think that, is I mean, like, is LeBron? I I am not re- ready to write LeBron off yet as like that dude and can still be that dude. But I think there are questions about it. I happen to believe that it is mostly due to virus and you know his foot being a little beat up. But like, yeah, the next pick is not going to be the is not going to be the next LeBron James because there won't be. But I think it is a fair question. How much can LeBron give at this point? And does he need help? Yes. But, but I don't unless think he can fair. be that dude, is it enough to hold on once? And the other part of it is, and I know this to be the case, part of the, you know, let's wait 20 games thing, the Thanksgiving thing that came out. I don't know when that came out a couple weeks ago. Um, two things. Basically, every NBA coach, executive team, views the season in quarters right 20 games 20 games 20 games 20 games but part of it is as it relates count no yeah just throw those games out yeah (laughs) yeah or the first two 20 it's 20 and a half games 20 and a half games 20 and a half games (laughs) thank you much better there you go you like that better. so at at halftime at at halftime of their of the 21st game game. (laughs) no the 21st game we gotta we gotta finish the 20th Half time of, the, the 21st half time game, of their 21st game, the Lakers will be ready to make a trade. Got it. 
<laughs> you know where you stand at halftime of the 21st game. And only then. Uh, part of it is, or was, and is, seeing like seeing how good or not good the team is. Are they good enough to compete with health? But part of it is the health of LeBron and, and AD. I, I can't remember who was it that you had on. I don't I, I apologize, but this Yohan? was I think in the off season. Oh I don't remember who it was that you had on the show, but it was in the off season. Was it uh I oh I think it was I, mean, I, just, I, have, I think it I was have, I think it was Dan I think it was Dan. There's so many said, star-studded guests who stop by my show, you know. Starting <laughs> yes, with you. You're a guest really. right now on the Anthony Irwin show live. Indeed. Um, I I believe it was Wakey. I believe so. And he said like the worst possible outcome to all of this Mm -hmm. is this was in in the offseason before the season started. If the Lakers trade those two picks and whatever, Russ and whatever else, and get whoever they get, and then LeBron or AD or both are hurt and the team Mm -hmm. is terrible anyway. Um, That's the worst case scenario. And so part of the 20 games thing is seeing how healthy those guys are going to be. Have they been, they've been healthy ish kind of like sort of healthy. Um, So that's part of it also. And again, like I I understand why fans don't like it because losing sucks, but like, is there something and maybe there is, I personally don't think there's anything out there that we know of yet that is worth giving up two picks for that puts this team in a place where I'm comfortable saying, all right, this team's got a shot at it. So here's, but I understand, I understand if fans just say we fucking suck and it's terrible. Like do something. I get it. It's not just, it's not just that they suck because they do. It's not just that they suck. It's that they have now sucked for two seasons and are on the verge apparently of two straight seasons that early on the Lakers decided, no, we don't have it. We're just not even going to compete, and and I'm sorry, like that is not that is not the 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 Lakers brand that we grew up with. This notion that it's like, ah, eh, well, yeah, well, that sucks. I guess we'll just try again next year. Like that's not that's not how this goes, and and this is kind of the problem with with Rob's uh, championship or bust mentality, right? This notion that. And and it's it's frankly I think the foundational issue with the way that he has built these last two rosters, and and whether or not he trades this pick these picks right now, is that well we're only going to trade them for some for for somebody who puts us back into title contention not you know not gives us a shot not anything like that but we are only going to make a move that puts us back into title contention. But that's not how these championships are built. That's not how this goes. Like it, it takes years. It takes years of 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 you know. In Golden State's case, it took years of Monte Ellis and and uh, late Corey Maggette and <laughs> like like it, it took it took years of them Andres Beardrins that like that it was it was just like years and years and years of sharpening steel on steel and eventually realizing holy shit we have the guy who breaks the math of the game. Let's build around that guy, you know? And, and, and even then, you know, they won 73 games and they didn't win a championship that year, but they for damn sure were ready to build on, on the, you know, the, the the previous title and the ones that came after, you know, the, the LeBron going to Miami thing. They didn't win a championship that first year when they went from, I think Miami was 
either the worst or one of the worst teams in the NBA the year prior and then had nobody on their on their uh books and then they signed Bosch other than, D- other and, than D-Wade, yeah. And, and Weed, yeah, Wade, oh, Wade, Weed, Wade. Mm, uh, they, mm, <laughs> man, I miss it. Texas, get your shit together in more way more ways than one. But like, <laughs> that, um, that is the least of your concerns in Texas. <laughs> um, no, uh, maybe I, you maybe you need. We helps to cope. me cope with I all of say, the. Maybe you need that to cope with all the other <laughs> bullshit. But <laughs> but but like like the, these this un, notion un, that the un, Lakers are going to go from is delicious. <laughs> weed's not delicious. Like it doesn't. That's if there's one thing you can't say about know. weed, it's that it tastes good. But it doesn't um, smell good either. Yeah, I don't, know. I, don't like, I don't smoke. I don't know, but it does not smell good either. But like this notion that the Lakers are going to go from as they currently are, where they suck, mid-season to championship contention with one move, it becomes kind of an intellectual trick not to pull the trigger, right? It becomes kind of a a, a built-in excuse not to sign that dotted line and and compete. And and I think that's yes, what, that's yes, that's yes, my but, that's my frustration here is that the yes. Lakers, like under Rob's stewardship here, are not competing. They are not going out there and putting the the the, the best product that they can on the floor now for two straight years for a built-in excuse that doesn't hold water the more that you think about it. Okay, so two things. And yes, the farther. The and farther, by the way, Jacob, yeah. if you're still watching, yes. Aaron and I are definitely going to to argue about this. All right. Are you guys good? I am going to Jacob Rue writes in, hi, longtime listener, first time caller. Just wondering Aaron's thoughts on if AD needs to miss three pointers, uh, more three pointers per game. Three more three pointers per game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yes, I I I I don't think you are being disingenuous by calling it because I will tell you when I think you're being disingenuous. Mm-hmm. Or intellectually dishonest. And I don't think you are. I think you can see this as like an intellectual trick. And the farther the season goes, like the more weight that carries, right? Like you can say we're farther away and there's not enough time to do anything about it. So just forget it. Fine. Um, but it also might be right. Like, well, but like it was, but it, the, was... But the, the, it, it, it might be, it might be right. It might be the right decision. So I, I, I think it is, I think it is fair for you to raise that. But I also the other side of it is it may actually be the sound strategy, and again it sucks. It sucks to be with two and eight, right? I'm here. I am. Here's some more unnamed cognac. I've started early because I have to go to the game tonight, right? Like, it's not fun. It isn't. Life is much better when the Lakers are playing well, competing at least, like playing well. Even if you're not going to win all the time, like playing well and competing, and. You have been very vocal about how how this is unfair to Darvin Ham. You and I disagree about that, but like it's not fun for him either, right? I, the coaches they're not having fun either. Like they wear this shit every night. It sucks. They have Darvin Ham talking about luxury taxes. That man is in hell. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I don't know what that was about. That was that was a strange one. Um, I but just not, not like not like on him. Strange that like the whole thing was kind of strange. But like. I, I have I so after that happened, I yeah. I reached out to people who have been in the league for for longer, and I canvassed probably you know six or seven people, who have, who like collectively have like two hundred years or so of of collective NBA or covering the NBA type of experience. Mm-hmm. Nobody, 
Nobody said they have ever heard that from a coach before. <laughs> that was a first. That I mean, was yeah. <laughs> that I've, was uh, wild. I've spent uh, I've spent most of my adult life in or around the the NBA, and um, I that's that's not one you can see. You know how you you know how you can know that's true because look at all this gray in my beard. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that was one that I'm still I, going I've, strong. No, no grays up in the hair. And I, I, I oh sure no, my hair this. is good. That's why I shave the sides. No, I, I see a little. A little touch, salt, salt and pepper. pepper. That's um, yeah, salt and pepper. It makes me distinguished. <laughs> James Bond, Sean Connery, makes me distinguished. John Ireland said I was the James Bond of the Lakers traveling party. So it was, I think, Sean, the nicest thing. Sean anyone... Cognacri, right? Like, there you go, <laughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> no, I have no idea. Uh, so I, I, you're not wrong, and but here's what I will say to Lakers fans: like, Lakers fans obviously care. The Lakers have some of the best fans in all the sports and Lakers fans fucking care. How dare you? We what? have the best fans in all the sports. All of you listening okay. right now, you're the best of the best of the best. Okay. Lakers fans have Lakers fans are the best fans in all of sports and care. Right. And true talks about this a lot about how coming from Minnesota, you know, like it's not even Lakers fans so much. It's the city of LA has this reputation that like you show up late, you leave early and fans just want to go see and be seen and don't care. Lakers fans are really good and very knowledgeable and uh, crypto previously staples. They People know when to cheer like they and really get into it and lift up the team and also express their displeasure when they are displeased. Mm -hmm. um, and so he was struck by like how good Lakers fans are. And so Lakers fans really care, which is great. But I care. And Lakers, the coaches care, and Darwin cares, and Rob cares, and Jeannie cares. This doesn't mean everybody's going to have the same idea about what needs to be done. But, like, it, it whatever happens or doesn't happen, if there it does end up not being a trade, it's not because anybody is okay with losing. It is not just, like, sit back and whatever. And my point in saying that is what you're saying is fair about, about the team being terrible the last two years. But it is not from a lack of like, and eh, just whatever, who cares? We'll I get them again I, next year. I guess I just don't care how much they care if the lack of like the, the results aren't there. I know, like, but the, but the I, point if, is there, if, there is, I think it is a reasonable discussion, not for this team. This team right now needs something, anybody, like anybody that can help immediately. Poor Darius is out there writing about how Dennis Schroeder and Thomas Bryant coming back are helping. You can guys we have judge, put we Darius of yes hell no? in hell. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I look, I'm not going to lie to Two you. Two minimum it's players coming back. He's like, all right, maybe we have one more. I'm NBA not going to lie player. to you. It's not fun. I, again, it's like, I'm not, I'm not trying to sugarcoat this. It's not fun. However, I think it is a reasonable discussion about, whether it is best for the organization to just do something to help this team at the expense of those picks. I don't think it is as black and white as fans often try to present it because like part the team is terrible. They're just plain bad. But, and so but... maybe I don't, I'm not sure there's anything that gets them to a level that yet that gets them to a level that it matters. The, the difference is that we knew they were going to be terrible. Like anybody okay, fine, who but saw here this are, roster fine. heading into the season knew fine. that it was going to be bad. It, it's, it's, it's not like, but here, but what does I that would understand. Now? Here we are fine, but here we are. 
I would understand if like if this was an injuries thing, right? So two years ago, when the Lakers lost to Phoenix in the first round of the playoffs, yeah. you know, um, I had more sympathy for those lack of results, right? They they pulled the trigger on a Dennis Schroeder trade, um, and and wound up being qu- kind of sort of right about Danny Green. He hasn't been the same since that playoff run. Um, yeah. Uh, Harrell, I, I I still am, I was not a particularly fan of that tr- uh, of that signing. I would have preferred Ibaka, but either way, like Ibaka okay, hasn't I mean, been Ibaka ain't done nothing since either. he hasn't he hasn't been good either. Um, and that and that team, by the way, at the beginning of the season, Marcus Gasol and LeBron James was a revelation. I loved watching them play basketball together. They were really good. Then he got sick. Then they signed Andre Drummond, and everything went to shit. Um, and and like, but that that I I looked at and I said, you know what? Like that's a that's an error of 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 commission, right? Mm-hmm. Um, these have been these last two seasons, especially since last tr- trade deadline, have been errors of omission, right? We knew at the trade deadline that Russ and this roster were not going to produce wins, even as he has moved to to the bench, and he has been better since he's moved to the bench. You're not going to be very good if $47 million is coming off of your bench and can't finish games. So oh, you're right. Like, and he's turning the ball. He's still turning the ball over way too much. You're correct. Well, and, and he's, his defense is starting to slip. I, it, but again, like all, all like even his defensive slippage has been predictable too, because yep. like eventually, yep. eventually like he's going to realize he's going to look around and be like, yeah, I mean, I, I gave it a go. I showed you guys that I'm willing to accept this role. NBA teams out there, y'all saw it. If you want to 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 sign me whenever I'm traded and bought out, awesome. We're good here. Good. All right, let's all move on. Like I thought he was if you were just watching, he looked good in that um in that in in the Utah loss. But then you look at the stats and he's a minus 22. And it's like and then you look you you watch him a little bit closer um as I did in rewatching the game, you're like, "Oh man. His defense <laughs> I mean, to be fair, everybody's everybody, defense. sure, and 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 it doesn't help that that right now Utah cannot miss. Like they they are with some of the shots they are taking, it looks like they are trying to miss and they can't. It's kind of like Pleasantville. Did you ever see? I mean, Pleasantville is extremely white people movie. No, that's white but people like, stuff. I never seen. But that. like, the, is, there's I've a never scene even heard where, of that. Oh, it's an old movie. Old, 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 old movie. Oh, okay, um, no. Not, I, I guess I'm not. I'm not that old. It's not like in black and white or whatever. But like, one of the characters, <laughs> one of the characters walks into this gym, and Pleasantville is like this. Uh, you know, the notion of it is this like perfect society. Everything about it is great. Blah blah blah. Okay. And this guy walks into the gym, and and the team, the high school basketball team, is practicing, and every shot that everybody takes goes in. So this guy eventually just starts like kicking the ball off the wall to see if it goes in. And, 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 you know, but you watch Utah and some of the shot selection that they have is like literally them kicking the ball off. I mean, the to wall be fair, and it's Jordan like Clarkson has not been, uh, <laughs> he's not been known for his discretion getting <laughs> shots up. Um, but yeah, I, I, the other, the other issue here at hand with, uh, the way that the Lakers are going about this in respects to, in respect to the, um, uh, the mystery star and the notion of a mystery mystery star mm-hmm. is that any player who is good enough to turn this season around uh, single-handedly are probably going to go for more than Russell Westbrook's $47 million contract 
in two first round picks. You know, so even as even if they're even if they're hoping that at the end of this twenty games uh, situation, if the Lakers are sitting there at like four and sixteen or six and fourteen, whatever it might be, um, and they're hoping that you know from there, if you're six and fourteen, you have to win like sixty five percent of your games from that point forward to avoid the play in. The player who takes a six and fourteen tem- team to a team that wins 60% of its games, there's like five of those dudes in the league. Like, <laughs> and only one of them may be available. Yeah, um, and, 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 and so like... Well, maybe. And, that, maybe. and whoever, whoever that player would be who takes a team from as bad as the one the Lakers currently are to a team that vies for a championship will go for way more than two first-round picks. Correct. And, and, that's, and that's again... Fair. That's Probably. the intellectual trick that I think is kind of being pulled here. Where it's like, yes. ah, shucks, we didn't we didn't get Giannis. Well, not worth going after it. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna play both sides here. So one, yeah, that is a reason why maybe you don't do it. The other option, though, to play devil's advocate and to to come to your side a little bit is no, there's nobody that like single handedly is going to be good enough to do that, but. What do you also get from a reinvigorated, hopefully, LeBron and AD um, if they feel more emboldened? Okay, like we've gone and done something here. We've got a shot. Like, let's go. Mm-hmm. Whatever maybe bad vibes are starting to seep in um, from those two. And I'm not saying there are, but if there are and, you know, any frustration, I don't maybe see it you as get, much from AD. Maybe you I get, a, maybe you get a maybe you get a little boost. You know, you get a a better version of LeBron and AD because they think they have a better chance. That That is an argument I'm making for your side of this. Um, but no, there's nobody, there's nobody that is taking a four and 16 Lakers team to like championship contention. No, I don't think so. Yeah. And, and, and if they are, they're And if they are, they're going, like, they're not, they're not available. And the one dude that maybe can help with that, who might be available is going to go. I would imagine for more than. Yeah. Russ I would hope so. Trump picks, I would the imagine. Nets would certainly hope so. I don't know who you're talking about. I did not say. I <laughs> most certainly did not All say right. any team or any player specifically. Do you want to wrap up on the conversation that we were having in, in Slack? You shouldn't want to. I mean, I will. Yes, happily. we should. Because now you're going to do this publicly, and now everybody's going to... Well, I'm going to throw... Is, I'm going to... Look, look, I've been right for 45 minutes here. I'm willing to be wrong for the last 15. <laughs> So the premise can that I, I have, let me let me say the end of this before you. We're going to do Jeopardy here. I'm going to give the answer and then you can give the question. Mm-hmm. This what you said, mm-hmm. I disagreed with so much, and I don't even understand the thought process here. Okay. That it it caused me to say that this was now the most confusing thing I'd ever seen in Slack. Uh, replacing, you know what? I'm not going to I'm not going to out him, but replacing <laughs> someone who said last season that uh, Austin Reeves was the key to this team that this last year's Lakers team being a juggernaut. And he thought that they could be a juggernaut in the playoffs. Okay. And th- what you, what you have, what you defended for like two hours yesterday. Has and I'm going to do that, it for 15 more minutes Has replaced that as the, the most confusing thing and the most wrong thing I've ever seen in Slack, but go ahead. All right. So the problem, actually, I'm going to out the- you Cooper. Don't Cooper. You no. <laughs> I'm going to out <laughs> No, Cooper, just no. 
I think that was way more wrong than what I said. Um, but anyway, the problem that the Lakers are facing right now is that over the course of a game, Anthony Davis is getting taken out. Just, just he he looked incredible in, in the first half of the Utah game. Uh, poor Laurie Markkinen had no idea what to do with him, and and by the end of the game, though, collectively the Jazz committed to taking Anthony Davis out of it and were successful in doing it. I don't think AD has scored in the last three fourth quarters. Um, if I if I'm not if I'm uh, I, I believe I have that right. Um, so the issue that I'm seeing is that AD, which is great in like the 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 first half of games and um, is great, I think, in the regular season, but I think would need to be addressed in the postseason and tweaked in the postseason, especially, is that he is being hyper selective with which shots he's taking incredibly selective and 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 again in fairness to ad this is something that i have been hoping for so this is something that i've been like hoping to see is ad be this kind of selective and this kind of efficient offensively to where i his average distance of shot i would have to imagine is like seven feet i would probably say um and and i think though because he is only taking those shots and because his game has become that kind of one-dimensional, that over the course of a game, he becomes easier and easier to take out of it. And, uh, you know, my premise is that I think he should probably focus on taking a couple more what we would deem bad shots. No, 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 no. Be specific. You said he needs to shoot more threes. Yeah, I... Well, no, not just threes, but like even those, even the 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 jab step uh, mid range shots too that I hate watching him take. Like, <laughs> wait, okay, 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 great. Let's know, go down this road. Why do you hate watching him take those? Because he's not good at them. I'm, I'm. Look, I'm, I'm. So you are arguing for him doing something yeah. he is bad at, and yeah, that, and, and let's let's not let's be let's put a fine point on this. He's not just bad at it. He is the single worst jump shooter based on efficiency yeah, in the, the last NBA two over the last two seasons and yeah. into this now third season. Yes. He is he is a fantastic finisher at the rim. Mm-hmm. He is a fantastic offensive rebounder. Mm-hmm. And you want to take him away from that to do things no. he is the worst in the league at. I'm, I'm, I think him stepping out occasionally and being more of a threat from out there would open up his game and allow him to take more of those shots over the course, of, oh, more of the good shots over the course of the game. But him being this kind of one-dimensional, I think, makes him easier to guard. You know, it's it's like in baseball, you have these great fastball hitters, right? The 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 um, the comical uh, example is. The dude from Major League, uh, the guy who eventually became Pedro, the, Serrano. Pedro Serrano. Pedro, yeah, Pedro Serrano. How like yeah, he's the, an the incredible president, president from twenty four. I think he also does insurance commercials. Now. He does. He does the yeah. Um, he does yeah. Or he did. I don't know if he still does. But yeah. He did, yeah. Uh, all, all state. He was all state. All guy. state. Yeah. 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 Pedro Serrano. <laughs> but like how how he was an incredible yeah, the fastball bat, the bat, bat is afraid of curveball. <laughs> yeah, Joe Boo. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but he like he was an incredible fastball hitter, but eventually these teams realized, oh, he can't touch a curveball. 
And then he just, they just kept throwing curveball after curveball after curveball after curveball. Mm-hmm. And he got worse and worse and worse um, until he, like, realized, all right, I need to hit this curveball, whatever. But I think for, for AD, the three-pointer is his curveball. He can't hit it. Like, he, he, he's, you know, he, right. although in the last game he made one, I will I say. He was one of one, yeah. Um, but I, 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 I think, though, that, like, showing inability to or an interest in shoot that three-pointer makes it so that you in in to 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 go back to the Serrano example it makes it so that Serrano if as soon as he starts pun- punishing one or two curveballs it makes it so the pitcher can't just feed him curveball after curveball after curveball um you wind up having to throw him a fastball and then you hope to take advantage of the fastball when you get it and i think here with AD if he steps out and if he takes i'm not saying that like i want him to to shoot volume threes like that would that would be counterproductive right but if he steps out and if he shoots two or three three pointers a game and if he hits them at a decent enough clip one wait i think where where are you getting at a decent enough clip i look i don't think he's an i don't think he's an you honestly think he's a 19 percent three-point shooter you think he's that bad i don't think he's that bad he's shooting 20 i don't know what is it actually he may be up but i think last i looked it was like 22 percent this year 24 percent. i wonder if he's better from there than lebron so far this year uh, he probably Le- is but LeBron's been LeBron, terrible. But he's also taken like one tenth of the, the, yeah. the attempts that lebron has and and and, and that that ratio should remain the same like i think he should he should like i'm not saying that i want him to become danilo gallinari okay. so i'm not saying i want him to become christian wood i want him to step out and show that he can he's interested in shooting that shot so, so that he sees more fastballs. Okay, so but here's the problem. I mean, there's so many problems with this, but here's a few of them. One, okay. the baseball analogy doesn't work because baseball is an individual sport that masquerades as, it's like a bunch of individual events mm-hmm. that masquerades as a team sport. That you tally up, yeah. Basketball's not like that. Like baseball, if Pedro Serrano's going up and you throw him a bunch of curveballs and he can't hit. You don't have any other options for that at bat unless you're going to take him out of the game. In basketball, the difference between AD shooting a three is all of the other offensive options that you have. Yes, you're right. The Lakers desperately need to to get to more Austin <laughs> Reeves three point shots. There are so many I mean, incredible options look, that the Lakers hold on, have let's be here. On, but okay, fine. Let's be honest. <laughs> that's better than an, that's better than an Anthony Davis three at this point. Slightly. It just, it just but it just it okay. It just is. And here is the other, here's the other, it, I don't know why you think it is more efficient for Anthony Davis to do. I'm the not thing saying that efficient. He is terrible at. He's I'm just, not saying he's efficient. frankly terrible at it. Now I'm not if saying you want to say efficiency. AD, how did you not get any better in the off season? Well, go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm saying I'm, I, I wrote for silver screen and roll that I think he's being too focused on efficiency. There's a difference between efficiency and productivity though. And I think his focus on efficiency has taken away some of his productivity. Dude, but, uh, he hasn't uh, scored in four I know, in, in, I know, in three I know, straight fourth yeah, quarters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and your and your premise is that defenses start taking him away at halftime? Yeah. Are, I, no, I think I think he is like, the number he is the number two guy in last night. He's the number one uh two, two nights, nights ago. ago. He's the number one guy on the scouting report. It is not like Utah's not like, well just let him cook until halftime and then we'll guard him. No, I, I know. Not, I think... It is not. It is not his lack of shooting threes. It is not. He is one dimensional offensively that is making him 
pretty dominant in the fr- early in games and sort of invisible late in get sort of invisible later in games. It is not because these teams are I think just it's saying, a combination of cook. factors. I, it has to be a combination of things. It, you don't go from dominant to non-existent <laughs> with it just being one thing. Like it, I just I unless the one thing is that he just doesn't care in the fourth quarter. No, which, no, no, by no, the no, way, no, 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 no. I think no, I do. Think, and I don't. I, do I think don't think that's the case. I don't. But, no, but, I don't think that's the case. I do but, think that um, his and this goes back to last year. His I do. I do think he's heavy. And I'm not saying like yeah. I saw, a, I saw a clip. The I don't. Other day. I don't think it's. I don't. I'm not not saying fat. I think he is still carrying too much weight, even muscle carrying too much weight. And I think yeah. he is wearing down later in games. I, saw I think that is the primary thing of his first game as a Laker of four seasons ago. Right. Um, I saw a clip of him that first night. It was um, against the Clippers, and I was struck by how different he looks. He looks way bigger now, way less agile, way less explosive. Um, and that, by the and, way, that could be could be. And again, I'm not calling it saying he's, he's fat. Too, he's too. I he's think, too old for for it to be like Father Time, or he's too young. Sorry, to be for I, it to be like Father Time. And as somebody who has had multiple back surgeries, I think that also could be a factor in <laughs> his back. You know, his back bothering him. Uh-oh, Mitch, what? you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch, <laughs> Anthony Davis looking like Anthony Irwin. Man, just sitting uh, here, just, just shot in the just forehead by a stray. So Mitch, you, <laughs> does I don't does anybody? Well, look, here's my. I don't think when when you have a menu of offense, right? You have all kinds of things you can go to. So back, even like what I played actually, or even in pickup, it doesn't matter. Sometimes you get a shot, and I would look at my. It, there, what's that famous, uh, the Patrick Ewing, you know, Georgetown thing? Like when somebody takes a shot, he's like, Do you practice that shot? Is that like, do you think that's a good one? I would always just look at my teammates when they took a shot. I'd be like, That's the best one we can get. You know, whether mm-hmm. it's early in the shot clock, whether it's somebody shooting from a place they're not, they shouldn't be shooting from, whatever. And so when you have a menu of options on offense and Anthony Davis jump shot is going to be pretty far down the list of best options. And I, I reject your premise that that the reason the, the fact that he is not shooting threes or mid rangers, et cetera, threes basically is the reason why he is struggling later in games. I reject that premise. And it's yeah, just inefficient. It's fine. just bad. Him shooting a three-pointer is just bad offense because they don't go in. I don't know why you want him to do something he's not good I, at. I don't I don't and think, take him away from something he is good at. I have seen I have seen bad shots, right? I, I know what a bad jumper looks like. And he doesn't have what I would consider a bad jumper. Fine. Like, I agree. It's but a it jumper go that in. should go in way more it, than 19% but it does the time. But it doesn't. Well, but but I but we'll never find out whether he it was last year yes, was an outlier. We, yes, we we have found out. Last year was as much as last as year is not the, the bubble, outlier. The bubble is the outlier. No, nineteen percent is very much the outlier too. Like it's Except just the shooting, outlier on the other end of the spectrum. Shooting twenty whatever percent, twenty five percent now. That's still that's a lot more than nineteen. Like, can he get to can he get to like twenty eight to thirty? Like, could Maybe. he get to? 
if he can get to 28 or 30, he's and, still and if he does, if he and if he does, then the Lakers' offense becomes a lot more. Uh, what's the in Rob Polinka's own words that would dimension dimensionalize the Lakers' offense? Like it would, it would. Yeah, but you know what would, would be better than, another option. You know what would be better than him shooting 28 percent from three? Him taking all of those shots in a more efficient manner, something he's really good at. Yeah, and and look, I think that's the crux of our argument right now is that you analytics nerds don't understand. <laughs> what are your your what is my, what's, my, what's my, man's my experience name? as a true hooper or what's a real a real ball hooper? Is, ball don't lie or ball is life or ball. What is <laughs> whatever, I don't know. I'm whatever that dude's is, name is. I'm not going to say that name on my. On, I actually don't. My, I actually don't know. But um, you're, you're going. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm, you I'm you nerds nerd. out there, you're a, true, you're a true hooper. Okay, you, I like this. I like this. You, you nerds ball. out there, I like this. Don't. <laughs> All right, that's gonna do it here. No, you know what the best part of this is? If I'm an analytics nerd, like I want you want to shoot the more threes. If you're an analytics nerd, right? Like Daryl Murray, Maury Houston, like. I should lean towards shooting more threes analytically, but not yeah. when you shoot them like AD shoots them. <laughs> well, no, because that's that's not even that's not true though. Because like layups and three pointers are the two efficient shots, and you want him to take more layups and ignore the three point line, right? So that is only because your, your argument is, it. huh? Right, your your only argument is is, is about efficiency because yeah, he's fine. inefficient yeah, at the yeah, other yeah. Uh, at the other shot. Fair. I'm saying. Fair. That that like I would rather have AD shoot one three pointer in the fourth quarter or two three pointers in the fourth quarter. I would rather have that than him not get the attempts that that he right now is not getting in the fourth quarter. Yes, but I again I reject the premise that those are the only two options. I think Fine. there are other things going on here, but wh- I don't know why you think it's either shoot two threes in the fourth or don't have any attempts. Because that's that's been the, the the scenarios that we've seen play out so but far. It hasn't been because he hasn't been shooting them either. It's <laughs> just been it's just been not enough attempts. He hasn't well, been I, shooting anything. No, I he has gotten attempts up in the fourth quarter. It's just that he's draped with four defenders in the key by the well, every time he, he gets him. He took he I don't I don't know what it was on Monday night, but he, he took, took three shots in the fourth. Before that, it was two shots. I think in four shots in the second half total. So it's not like yeah. he's it's not like he's getting them up if they're threes. There is something I should, else I should have said I should have said here. second half, not the fourth. But yeah, I, I think there's something else going. On. And I I think I think there are. And you're right. It is not any just one thing. But I think there are a bunch of factors other than or ahead of the defenses adjusting to him remarkably at halftime. He is the first or second dune on every scouting report. So they are doing what they can do from the beginning. Other teams are. Well, I, I, I think it's possible to have a game plan at the beginning of the game, realize that that game plan isn't working against him specifically, and readjust. And I think the Lakers are particularly inter- easy to, to uh, adjust against because there's nobody out there who can punish them for the adjustment as they sell out over the course of a game to guard Anthony Davis. That's, that is also fair. But you know what the solution Which to is that why is I not? want to trick. Well, Anthony the solution Davis. is the, Anthony you, Davis. You know what the solution is. is not the solution to that. The, the, well, so here, the solution. The solution is that, that what we talked about in the first forty-five minutes of the show. <laughs> I can understand your frustration. I do not. 
like Anthony Davis shooting more threes when he is incapable of doing so at an efficient percentage is not the answer. I, and I don't understand why you want that. I do understand if you might want to be frustrated that Anthony Davis didn't, isn't a better shooter. Didn't yeah. come back a better shooter. Yeah, that's a bigger foundational that's, issue that's, with the Lakers. That's, that's fine. Fine. <laughs> he shot nineteen percent. He was like, I'm again, never shooting can, again. But if he can, right? Like, there's some dudes that just aren't shooters, right? If he can, I don't know. Maybe he works at it, and he's just not going to get better because there are guys that just aren't shooters. So that I understand more than yeah, the, I want you to do something you're bad at. The the Lakers have one of those guys at forty seven million dollars coming you're off good of the at. bench. <laughs> All right. Like, that is going to do it for this episode of the Anthony Irwin Show. So I'm going to be completely honest with everybody. Oh. Uh, I am building our Wednesday programming up in the air uh, while it's while it's up there. Um, I would like for it to be on Spaces, but Twitter is a dumpster fire right now. And, and apparently they fired all of the people who watch, uh, who, who were in charge of Spaces. So that Did might they bring no some of them back, though, because I heard they like fired everybody and then brought a bunch of people back because. Yeah. They, yeah. Well, whatever. But uh, the other part of this is that I might make it a YouTube like roundtable show on, um, you know, kind of like this, but welcoming in more people from Silver Screen and Roll. Um, we, we might have people on in more of a radio style if I can figure that out here on on YouTube. Uh to be completely honest, YouTube is a lot easier to monetize than Twitter Spaces. Oh, so that is something to consider here as well. Um, but as as I figure those stuff out, uh, and I got like a dollar thirty two coming team. to me. What's that? I got like a dollar thirty two coming to me. Yeah, you're welcome. All right. Uh, but as as we figure this stuff out, and as we figure this out as a, as a team, um, you guys will know about it as well. What I'm not going to do is sit here and wait 20 games uh, to not address any of the issues so you can be you can rest confidently that that uh, I am more committed to this than than some other people might be. All right. What do you we'll think actually you. no what do you think happens tonight? They lose. I think they're going to lose. Yeah, but like what do you th- like okay, give me a little bit more than that. What do you think happens tonight? That's all that matters. They're going to lose again. They're going to be 2 and 9 and we have nine, nine more games to go until the Lakers can make a trade. No, I think I think they're gonna really struggle. Paul George is playing really, really well lately. He is, um, and uh, they don't really have an answer to guard him and also the rim at the same time, um, and that makes me nervous. Like it, 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 you know, they could, I guess, in theory, put LeBron on him, but LeBron's coming back from a sickness and still apparently has that foot issue. Yeah, foot bothering um, him. So that can't really be a solve. And if you put Anthony Davis on Paul George. That opens up your the the paint, and Damian Jones hasn't been playable. And Wenyan Gabriel would get stuck in Ivica Zubats's stomach somewhere if they if he had to guard him. So <laughs> how are you yeah. how are you doing with your large adult son not having such it's a great really go disappointing? Of it. I just had to bury him last game. Did you see what THD to him did to him? Yes, I did. Yeah, I, you know, held the funeral and everything. Oh. I'm hoping he can be reborn from from the ashes like a phoenix. Okay. And and come back and look like 10 day 10 day Damien. <laughs> I'm, I'm with it, brother. 10 day, 10 day Damien. 10 Damien would help. <laughs> I'm with it. Maybe we just came up with, with the name every time he does. 10 Damien back. Let's go. Damian, Talk to you like guys that. next week.